Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, the Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. Capital Appreciation Limited's share price has done anything but appreciate this year. In fact, it tanked after the release of a business update that took this year's performance to minus 21%. Now that really is disappointing because this is one of the local tech firms that tends to trade at a pretty modest valuation. And the year-to-date performance is now much the same as PBT Group, so both of these small cap tech companies have not had a good year. Now the pressure facing them is mainly macroeconomic in nature and that's because when companies are having a tough time and the outlook doesn't look good, they don't really invest in technology and that means point of sale machines, software or data scientists for that matter. The payments division is the cause for concern at capital appreciation, with a reluctance by customers to upgrade their terminals and a preference to lease rather than buy. Now full results are due in early December but the market has clearly already spoken about these concerns. We may as well cover Mustek next, which also falls into the small cap tech bucket, although the business model is completely different to the other two companies I've already mentioned. Unlike the others though, Mustek is up around 5% year to date. And it doesn't take much for the market to give Mustek some love because it really does trade on a low valuation multiple. Headline earnings per share growth of just 5% means that the share price kind of ticks up in line with earnings growth. However, my concern is the disconnect between EBITDA and cash from operations, with the former up 12% for the year ended June and the latter down 35%. There is a substantial increase in debtors and the company needs to manage that accordingly. As a sign of the times in terms of borrowing costs, the interest expense this year was higher than the previous two years combined. I have M&A news for you at Bidvest with a bolt-on acquisition in Australia. Now the Aussies are not very good at rugby these days, but that economy has traditionally dished out an absolute beating to South African corporates. The difference here is that Bidvest already has a presence in the country and this acquisition doubles the size of the Aussie operation, hence why this is called a bolt-on acquisition. The target is Consolidated Property Services, a private company with a track record of 45 years of operations. This is a big business with 3,500 staff members. It's a voluntary announcement, so no deal value has been disclosed here, and therefore we also don't know what the valuation metrics for the transaction are. If you hold property stocks, just keep an eye on their payout ratios, which are heading in the wrong direction. There have been some big wobblies in the market, with GrowthPoint's recent outlook having shaken investors to their core. When you're invested in mature property companies, you do not want to see an expectation of distributable income dropping. Sadly, the same story is playing out at Hyprop, with distributable income expected to drop by between 10 and 15% due to high interest costs. To try and strengthen the balance sheet, the payout ratio to shareholders has dropped. In other words, a lower percentage of earnings will be paid out, with the new policy being 75% of distributable income to be declared as a distribution. Last year, over 85% of it was paid out. The one thing that is consistent, at least, is the use of a dividend reinvestment alternative to try and retain equity on the balance sheet, with the goal being to entice investors to subscribe for more shares at an appealing price, rather than taking their dividends and sailing off into the sunset. This trick has worked well before, with 500 million rand retained on the balance sheet in 2022, and they will once again try to target 500 million rand. Hyprop's share price is slightly in the red this year, 
but for reference, Growth Point is down 27%. You buy low-yielding property funds at your own risk, as there's just not enough of a dividend to protect the share price when compared to other fixed-income alternatives. This is why I've only bought high-yielding property funds recently, and even then, it hasn't really worked out as planned. I don't mean to depress you here, but we cannot ignore Astral Foods. The poultry industry is in absolute disarray at the moment. It truly is a perfect storm, with load shedding and consumer weakness already putting things under serious pressure. Then you have to factor in bird flu, which is also smashing sector peer quantum foods. And it really is just a complete disaster here. We know that Astral's headline loss is over 18 rand a share. All we know about quantum at this stage is that it is now loss making. Astral's share price got obliterated based on the news of just how bad things are out there, dropping 19% in the past week. Things absolutely cannot carry on like this in the poultry industry. And this is South Africa's staple protein, so I'm really not sure where the story ends. I'm afraid that things don't get any better at Trellidor either. The share price is highly illiquid, so I'm not sure how much can really be read into price movements, but it's down 25% year to date. Looking at the earnings gives a much better indication and suggests that it should be down a lot more. The company has suffered some pretty big setbacks, ranging from macroeconomic problems and consumer affordability through to the labor court judgment that was extremely negative for Trellidor. The company had to reinstate 42 employees with full back pay and benefits. Headline earnings per share for the year ended June is between 4.16 and 4.24 cents, so at least it is still profitable. That is much higher than last year, but last year is not the right comparison because it had major once-off costs in it. Even 2020, which was clearly a tough year, had headline earnings per share over three times higher than this year. It really is a disaster for the company, and if the share price was more liquid, I think it would have been crushed. How can it be trading at 2 Rand 10 on earnings of just 4 cents per share? I'll end on a much happier note. The sun is at least shining at Southern Sun, where both occupancy and room rates look good. Occupancy has nearly recovered to 2019 levels and room rates are 26% higher than pre-pandemic levels. So the right place to play in the hotel industry is definitely leisure travel. The share price is up 8% this year, whereas business-focused City Lodge is down nearly 10%. The problem at City Lodge is that although occupancy looks okay, the rates do not. You just can't charge a lot for business travel anymore, as Zoom or Teams are viable alternatives. You clearly cannot have your holiday over those platforms either, so leisure travel is still working out. Now, the management team at City Lodge has done well to try and mitigate this reality, and the food and beverage strategy looks promising. But Southern Sun is proof that it is just so much easier to swim with the tide rather than against it. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Rap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.